Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hey, hey, teacher friends, we are back this week with another episode of Pre-K Spot Talks. This week, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the 90-10 rule. We've talked about this a little bit in previous podcasts, but now we're going to dive really deep and just really get to the meat of it. This way, you can take this with you right now and start implementing it with your students if you have them. I want to start by saying that I basically coined this term and made this up. Of course, we're all always looking for balance. I discovered it and thought of it when I was really trying to find balance in my classroom of open-ended child-led teaching and setting my students up to be as independent as possible. I really wanted them to run the room themselves, and I kept coming back to, it's all about the kids. How can I set things up and do things so that they can do them? How can I create a classroom atmosphere so I have to, quote-unquote, do as little work as possible? I say that meaning that the kids are here to learn. They should be doing, quote, the work. So when looking for that balance, I really wanted it to be all about the kids. And so I started thinking about a 90-10 balance. So I kind of just put that together and thought about my thinking and put it out into the world as the 90-10 rule. I realized that I was always thinking in a 90-10 balance. I'm always looking to put everything onto the kids as much as possible. But of course, this is a classroom. I am still a teacher. There is still a lot for me to do. So let's take a look at the roles in the classroom. In a traditional sense, the factory model of teaching for which most of the nation is a part of, there is a hierarchy. Top down, right? Principal, assistant, teachers, kids. Maybe there's some coaches or some department heads tossed in there. While teaching is all about the kids, we place them at the lowest point on the totem pole, and we stick to the top-down system. This is really baked into our system, at least here in the U.S., and it's baked into society, and it is hard to break. Now, this is not something that I'm going to advocate you break by doing all kinds of things that you shouldn't be doing, but we're going to take teeny tiny little steps by finding different ways of teaching and honoring children so that that way we can slowly chip away at it until society catches up or makes a huge shift. While I would love for that to happen, I know where we stand. I know where I stand, and I know what we can and cannot do to kind of fight the good fight. So many kids that are good in school are really the kids that know how to work the system. So I start with this because We know that there's a system. We are trying to change the system and break the system, but we're not going at it with a jackhammer. We're going at it with a small little nail, a small little hammer, and just taking the baby steps we need to take, the things we know that we can do to still offer our children an amazing education, but in a more developmentally appropriate way. I advocate for the style of teaching to appear in some form as children get older, but I do understand that the system, again, and being in pre-K, 
It's one of the last places that we can offer children the ability to be themselves and to discover and explore more of who they are in the school setting with peers. So it's really, really important for me to preserve this. And that's where the 90-10 rule comes in. Let's shift back to that. I know I could get on my soapbox as well as many of you could on all of these ideas, but this is just one strategy that we can do. In my attempts to preserve play and children being children in school, I landed on the 90-10 rule. This literally applies to every aspect of my teaching. It kind of weaves and interjects itself in different places. And there's no following it to a T because you kind of fall back on it. You'll see as we discuss. So it's 90% child-led, 10% teacher-led. To me, this means 90% of the time, the children are driving their learning. The children are making choices and the children are voicing their ideas. They basically get a lot more freedom to move around 90% of the time. 10% of the time, I am leading them with my interpretations of their ideas, or I am providing a direction for their ideas, or maybe I'm directly teaching them. But all of this is 10% of the activity and 10% of the day. Now, another way that the 90-10 rule falls is that children have access to 90% of the classroom, and it is open to them 90% of the time. Obviously, due to space, I have some items and things put away, but the children are aware of them and they can ask for them, and by the end of the year, they can just grab them as needed, even things from the closet. So an example of this is I have board games stored in the closet because it's the best place for them, but they are accessible to the children. Um, Sometimes they just have to ask in the beginning of the year, but as the year goes on, they're welcome to just open the door, take them out, and put them back. The children literally have access and can access 90% of the classroom. Some of the things that I store, different art supplies that are on a rotation, books that are on a rotation, math manipulatives, unsafe items, and games and extra materials. A lot of these are still pretty accessible to the children at their level. They're just not out in the classroom. And of course, the unsafe things are where the children cannot reach them, like cooking supplies and hammers and saws. They're all up high. Even I need a step stool to get them. Another way that the 90-10 rule falls in my classroom is 90% of all of the things are on the children. A lot of the time, 90% of it, they get to make choices. They get to drive their ideas. They get to decide what they want to do. I'm there to help, support, guide, facilitate, and play with them. This is also a really great time to start defining the roles in your classroom. What are your ideas for the student roles? What are your ideas for your role? What are your ideas for the roles of families and assistants or paras or student teachers? The way I define the roles in my room, I have me, a para, the students, and of course the families. I am there, ultimately in charge, and I hold the responsibility, but I am there to only 10% of the time directly teach You know, looking at the goals and the things that we have for children, knowing what they need to work on, that's where that comes in. The rest of it is just me facilitating, guiding, supporting, helping, all of those kind of supportive words that usually mean taking a step back. I observe a lot. I watch a lot. I wait till I'm invited a lot. I only try to take about 10% of the child's time if we are working on something directly, and I try not to interrupt their play. The role of my para 
is there to be another adult in the classroom. They are ultimately there to be a second teacher when necessary, but to really support the classroom and the students. I include my para in lesson planning and things like that. If she has ideas she wants to add, by all means, we work on things together. But she's there to help the kids learn how to sweep up so that she doesn't have to do it. She's there to help with bathroom. She's there to help with, you know, morning meeting or helping children get settled while I'm starting something different. She's there to help pull groups if needed. And she's there to basically be a second adult, supportive adult in the classroom. Now, the role of the students in the classroom. The role of the students in the classroom is to be students, to be children. Their role is to learn, choose ideas, have a good time, take care of one another, and take care of the classroom. And finally, the role of the families are to be involved, supportive, and to ask questions. Really, I just ask of my families to communicate. Communicate to me if something has changed. Communicate to me if they're hearing something they don't appreciate. And just communicate with me and I will communicate with them. They know their children best and we want them to be included. So now that we have those roles defined, it should really help define where you land on the 90-10 scale. Another way that the 90-10 rule falls in the classroom is classroom decoration. This is always a big one. I am a huge advocate for keeping the room calm, soothing, with as little visual clutter as possible. I leave the room very blank at the beginning of the year and I allow the children to help me make any labels that need to be made. And then they also get to decorate the room with their work. We do paintings that we hang up. We have an art gallery area where they can add any picture that they want. They can take down. They can add. They can all throughout the year. It stays the same. I've had children walk around and decide they want to put a picture on a shelf. And you know what? Fine by me. It is 90% children work. The other 10% are the charts that we need to help the classroom. Routine photos. I always use real life photos as well. And then... Uh, Just a few teacher touches like a mood meter, a schedule, our school rules, classroom responsibilities, a few of the really typical things that every classroom really needs. Another part of the classroom to look at to check out your 90-10 status is the classroom time. Take a look at your schedule. How much time is given to teacher-driven activities? How much is given to the children? How much do the children actually get to be free during the child time? And how much transition is there? I am a big believer that in limiting the amount of transition that you have in your classroom, you will see a lot of those little behaviors disappear. Maybe even some big ones. I promise. You can also look at the 90-10 rule in the overall time, like say for the week. Maybe you're working on a project and there are some teacher-driven things that you have to do. So at least 90% of the week is uh, is given to the children and the other 10% is done by the teacher. You can look at this on every single level. It touches your planning, it touches your time, it touches the children, it touches activities, it touches the space, it touches how everything is used. It should be ingrained into your teaching style. Now maybe the 90-10 doesn't work for you. Maybe you need an 80-20. 
maybe an 85-15. Whatever works the best for you, we're looking for the most child-led possible to open up your teaching because I promise if you open up your teaching to more child-led open-ended things, you will have more student engagement, a lot more joy in your classroom, and it'll be a lot less stress for you. This is one place that you can start, and maybe right now you're looking at a 50-50, just start upping it a little. Go for that 60-40, then aim for the 70-30, the 80-20, till you reach that 90-10, or whatever lands perfectly for you and your limitations and restrictions at your school. I hope you enjoyed this little chat about the 90-10 rule and that hopefully you can start implementing that today. I will be back again next week with more Pre-K Spot Talks. See you then.